0: A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Monica Packer, and this is About Progress, where we're about progress being practical. If you are almost always stuck in the grind and are finding yourself extremely worn down and worn out as a result... Have you ever thought about taking better advantage of your weekends? I know, I know that may seem like a magic bean kind of question, the kind that would only be possible in a world of make-believe, where nothing needs to be done on the weekends. No lawns mowed, no sheets changed, no groceries bought, no work to be made up, and also, may I add, no kids. If you're like me and immediately feel resistant to this idea even being possible for you, then I want you to challenge yourself to keep listening and to do so with an open mind. Because as you'll hear, taking back your weekends can start with a simple shift from seeing them as just another two days full of to-dos to framing them as two days to add more joy, connection, fun, and rest to your life. I originally got turned on to making this shift myself by watching a few Instagram stories of my friend Jansen Bradshaw of Everyday Reading. It was part of a larger discussion she was having with her community, and one you'll hear a little more about. But what struck me the most was Jansen's sort of kick in the pants to the resistance her followers were bringing up to this shift. In a few words, Jansen basically reminded them that they are adults and they get to decide what their weekends can look like. This intrigued me so much that I asked Jansen to come back on the show to share more. She was a guest early, early on in the podcast, so it was about time. And in this interview, you'll hear us cover some major questions. How can we take back our weekends? What if we still have to get things done? And how has this outlook shifted the way Jansen and her community have approached their weekends and why it matters that we even consider creating this shift to how we show up to our weekends. And just a quick spoiler, I was the most excited by her advice to start by creating some weekend wins by doing something to make your weekend just a little bit better. Jansen Bradshaw is a former children's librarian turned book blogger and Instagrammer. She shares book recommendations and reading inspiration for parents and families on her blog and Instagram at Everyday Reading and always has her library cards maxed out. She lives in Provo, Utah with her husband and four kids. She and her husband are also the co-founders of Savvy Learning, an online real-time tutoring program for reading and math. You can listen in to this chat right after a quick break for our sponsors. I am now in my 8th year of following a do something list. This list is something that has completely changed my life, but here's something that may surprise you. I have yet to, even with my 8th year of making a list every year, I have yet to complete a single list. And that's kind of the point, honestly. If you are ready to uncover and discover who you are, to find more hobbies in your life, to prioritize fulfillment in your everyday life, then I want you to create your own do something list. You can have our free training in your inbox in just a minute or two. If you go to aboutprogress.com DSL, there's tons of resources. There's a, a workshop there, and there's also a guide that you can follow step-by-step and it will help you create your own do something list it's never too late so you can go to aboutprogress.com slash dsl again that's dsl as in do something list another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Jansen Bradshaw, welcome to About Progress. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. It's been such a long time since we had you last and probably s- six years, a very long time. I think you were early on in the show and I could ask you to be here for a whole number of topics. It could be almost anything in the book. I would love to have a conversation with you on the podcast, but why we have you here today is just this particular thread of a conversation that you picked up on Instagram stories about how people are spending their weekends. And I just loved how you answered that for yourself, but then also how you shared the reasoning behind it and how people could take it and do what they needed in their lives with their weekends. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Cause I just thought who better to cover this and someone who's living it out and in a way that I think is so interesting. So let's start with just talking about why do you think it's vital for us as women and families too to take back our weekends? So I have
1: to start this whole conversation by saying that what sparked this thought process and discussion for me was a book called Happier Hour by Cassie Holmes, um, I believe is the author. She's a MBA professor in California. And in this book, Happier Hour, she has this whole section about treating your weekends like a vacation because her research all about happiness talks about A break from the mundane, all your responsibilities, all that kind of thing is one of the things that's so vital for humans to keep you going. If you're just always in the grind, that just wears you down so fast. And that the good news is that we have this chance to do that for most people once a week where you have a weekend, and yet so few of us are very good at taking advantage of that and really make the most of it. So when I read this book, which I think was last fall, this was a come to Jesus moment for me where I was like, I am not spending my weekends. Like I am not treating them like a vacation. They're just wasting away. They're not giving me this recharge for the coming week. I could do a lot better. And of course, this is one of those things. There's some self-improvement things where you're like, I know I should do X, Y, or Z, but dang, it's a slog. This is one where I was like, I mean, this is a fun project. How do I make my life feel more vacation-y more often? And I think one of the things that I love about how she talks about in this book is that she's a mom, she's a wife, she works full-time, she's busy. She said, I'm not expecting anybody to every weekend be able to jet off to the Caribbean or anything like that. This is working within the constraints you have. And I highly recommend this book. So there's the background on that. And I think the reason it matters so much is we're all carrying so many responsibilities. And if we want to carry out those responsibilities, we have to give ourselves breaks. If you were going to a weightlifting class, And they were like, for the next 60 minutes, we're just going to do straight biceps curls. Nobody Mm -hmm. can do that. Like your arms would just give out. You have to have a break. You have to switch up what muscles you're doing. And I think it's the same thing with the way we use our time and energy is we have to give ourselves those breaks or we're just going to
0: collapse on the floor. So this is why the algorithm is dumb sometimes because you jump in midway, like to (laughs) someone explaining something. I didn't know that about the book, Happier Hour. I put that down. So she spurred that desire in you like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm going to take this on as an experiment. Tell us how that looked for you. So
1: there were a couple of things that I thought of as I started thinking about this. One is it's easy for me to say sometimes what's not working better than what would work. So it's easier for me to look at my current weekends and say, what part of this Is tripping me up? What part of this is not working for me? You're not going to be surprised to hear what some of the trip ups are because I think I know everybody has different responsibilities and different preferences. And when I asked on Instagram, what would a great weekend look like for you or what works for you in a weekend? Half the people are like, get up early, get going, don't waste your weekend sleeping in. And then the other half are like, sleep in, don't set an alarm. Both of those are totally valid. And it just depends on what your personality is like, what your situation is like. But I think the things that trip up the majority of people with their weekends, screens are one of them. It's just such a hard thing. And so a lot of people said, what I try to do is just go mostly screen free for the weekend, whether that means deleting Instagram or not checking their work email, that setting some sort of boundary around a screen, because and I, no one is more guilty of this than me, that screen can just eat your whole weekend for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you can just, it gives you no sense of refreshing mm-hmm. and that you spent a lot of time not feeling recharged. And that at the end of the weekend, you're like, I don't really have anything to show for it. And I don't mean that. And you need to be productive for your weekend to be valuable in a, what did I do that refreshed me? And sc- screens are almost never it. And no, I totally I love agree. It. I love a good movie. I like looking at Instagram, but You want to? I think most people's weekends would highly benefit from having some sort of boundary around that. So that was the first one for me, and so I've tried to be much more mindful about my screen time on the weekends, which, with my job, is easy for me to justify spending a lot of time on my phone. So that's that is the first one. I think the second one is chores slash housework slash errands, and that's a real thing. Especially if you work outside the home full time, you don't have a lot of other time to clean your bathrooms or go return your library books or Just go grocery shopping. Yeah. On my
0: list. Yeah. Like a month or two.
1: Exactly. And so one of the things that I have tried to do and that I heard from a lot of other people is that you, if you can set a boundary around your chores, cause they will take up all the time you give to them. You could clean your house for eight hours on Saturday. Yeah. And to really recognize how much, where am I getting diminishing return on this? And where am I really getting a lot of value out of the errands that I'm doing or the chores that I'm doing? What could I possibly outsource? If you have the financial resources to do that or to other people in the family, uh, could you lower your standards a little of how clean your house needs to be? Can your kids pack their own lunch? is grocery delivery reasonable for you to expect? Or can you do it on your way home from work on Friday? And there's no one right answer for every any person in any family to maybe push back a little and say, what really needs to be done? How could this be done in a more reasonable way that doesn't mean I spend my whole weekend cleaning or running errands? So those are the two big ones. So then for me, I looked at, besides those, are there any other things that I'm spending my weekends doing that I'm not happy about, what's not working for me. And I think for me, once I was able to identify the things that weren't working, then it was easier to build. What do I really want my weekends to look like? So for me, I thought I really like to get outside on the weekends. That's really going to bring me a lot of happiness. That makes it easier to unplug. Nobody's making a mess at your house when you're outside. So that was three birds with one stone. If I could get outside and plan that into my weekend, that might be going for a run outside on Saturday morning. That might be skiing with my kids. That might be taking a walk on Sunday after dinner. A million ways that can look depending on your stage of life or interests. And then I love to read. So one of the things that I've really tried to do in the last, I guess this is coming up on nine months that I've been working on this. If I wake up before my kids, which I am now at that magical stage in life where I sometimes wake up and all my children are still asleep. You know, when you have little kids, you think that moment will never come, but it's coming. It comes. <laughs> and so then I tried never to pick up my phone first thing. And I follow your good example of, not charging my phone next to my bed, so it's easy for me to not get sucked into it first thing because it's not even right there. But then I try and go read until my kids wake up, which that is a great way for me to kick off my weekend. And then, and even if I only read ten pages, that was such a good start to my week and then or weekend. And then the other thing that I really try to focus on is this bookend of weekends is. Starting Friday strong. So, for years, we've done pizza and movie night every Friday night. We usually have a little treat after the movie. You know, sometimes it's just like popsicles and sometimes it's something homemade and more fun. And so, that's like a fun way to start off the weekend that feels like we are in weekend mode. And there's a million fun ways to kick off Friday, depending on what your interests are. And then on the opposite end, finishing Sunday. In a good way, whether that's having a family over for Sunday night dessert or playing games as a family or going for a walk, something that kind of makes it feel like it doesn't just slither off into the Sunday scaries that you're like, there's something good to look forward to or some strong ending to the week.
0: I love those bookends. And that's something I talk about with habit formation all the time is as women, we often can't control what happens during the day, but we can control more often bookends, even if it's just starting with that little bit of something that helps you feel more like yourself or brings in more what you like in your life. I want to talk about the vacation part to this, because I feel like many women are going to hear treat your weekends like vacation and they're just going to close down the whole conversation. It's a total non-starter. Sure. So let's talk, let's reframe that a little bit and add like your two cents. And it's not about like Limitless budget, (laughs) go eat at all the places out or just sit by a pool all day. It's not like that. It's more about a weekend mode. You brought that up a few times. How do you want them to actually look at their weekends? Not like necessarily vacation, but what weekend mode? So I'm going to default
1: back to Cassie here as if we're on a first name basis. She has no (laughs) idea I exist. But one of the things she talks about is one of the things that makes vacation so special, so memorable, so fun for most people, is that you're really present. If you go out, you're visiting Miami or whatever, and you go out to brunch with your girlfriends that you're on this trip with, you're not like half doing your taxes while you're at brunch. You're like, (laughs) Monica, tell me about what's going on. And I'm fully present there. Or you're walking along the beach, or you know what, or you're in an art museum in Europe, and you are in that experience, you're soaking up that vacation experience. And so one of her big points is that you can bring that to whatever you're doing at Mm -hmm. your weekends at home, instead of trying to, the TV's on and you're trying to do this thing. And then you got this thing going on the other side that if you can just be a little more present, even if that means you're sitting down to eat your breakfast for seven minutes at home, and it's a bowl of cold cereal I'm here. I'm eating breakfast. This is my Saturday morning. Maybe you take your breakfast out on the porch if the weather is good. It matters so much less what you're actually doing than the fact that you're present and you're appreciating that and you're not going a million miles every second of the day. So I think that's really helpful that really almost anybody can do whatever your situation is that you ter- you're cleaning your bathrooms but you turn on music and you're mm-hmm. making it fun and you're like This is a fun bathroom cleaning Saturday afternoon. Is that your dream Saturday afternoon? Maybe not, but you can appreciate it for what it is.
0: Much more after the break. can preach about progress over perfection every day of the week. But I do have to tell you a surprising source of insecurity for me the last few years has been my what I call post-pandemic face. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It's aged quite dramatically. And I've been trying a bunch of skincare products to try to help my skin get back some of its healthier glow and firmness. And if you're like me, maybe you find yourself getting to the end of these anti-aging bottles and finding yourself disappointed in the results. Well, if you're like me, then I want you to support today's sponsor, OneSkin, One skin was founded by a team of four female PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. And after testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target senescent cells. Those are the cells that are largely responsible for skin aging. And this peptide reduces the biological age of skin by several years years. I've been using some of their flagship products, OS1 Face and OS1 Eyes. And what I loved about it so far is that there's no irritation for my very sensitive skin. It's fragrance-free, which is really important. The products are very soft but not greasy and they absorb really quickly. I also love that on their site you can see real pictures of real aging women sharing their <laughs> real results. I love seeing I love seeing real faces. I just can't overstate how important that is. Right now, you can save 15% off with the code progress at oneskin.co. OneSkin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code PROGRESS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code PROGRESS. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... You know I often speak about how women must do habits differently, and one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day-to-day and year-to-year as we age. My friends warned me that the Hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, and so much more. Yeah, hormone harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. So the goal here is to switch into this mode where it's less about productivity. It's more about being present. It's more about adding joy and making it feel different than the rest of the week. Even if you have to do a lot of the same things, which times and seasons, right? If you have a newborn, it's going to probably feel a lot the same as a Monday for you, but, <laughs> yep. but maybe you're blasting the music you like while you're doing that bath time, or maybe your kids are all gone and it feels different too, because- Well, not, it feels different than the newborn times, but it feels the same in terms of what do I do? It's like I have every day is the same as Sunday. So that's our challenge, less productivity, although that can happen more being present and more joy. I just want to piggyback on what you said about productivity,
1: because that is something I struggle with a lot on the weekends is to not feel like if I'm not being productive, this is a waste. I very much have that kind of personality and I've been married for eight, 18 ish years long enough that I can't remember how long I've been married. (laughs) And I can tell that I've wrecked a lot of weekends because it's so hard for me to not feel like if we're not doing something productive, then we've wasted our whole weekend. And so I've really had to reformat how I think about it to say the weekend is not to be productive The weekend is to enjoy this time and this space with my husband, with my kids, with myself and not just make myself so obsessed with getting stuff done. And so I think for me, it was really helpful to say, what do I want out of my weekends? I want to have more relaxation, more, less stress and to say, if I'm just like, Sitting on the couch chatting with my kids or going for a leisurely walk or making dinner and not feeling rushed, that is a weekend win. I don't have to have painted the entire downstairs or cooked dinners for the rest of the week. That it doesn't all have productivity is not the end all be all, which my brain really wants to think that is like. The goal of life is to check as many things off my to-do list as I possibly can. I think what, when I was able to get more clear on what would make a great weekend to me and also to recognize that it's not the same every time. Like I love mm-hmm. a good day trip or going to amusement park or camping or anything like that. I don't want to do that every weekend. That mm-hmm. would be exhausting. And so to say every weekend can have its own flavor. Some weekends are like, big get out. We're like the most fun family in the universe kind of weekends. And other weekends are we had a leisurely morning, made breakfast at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we just hung around in our pajamas. And then we watched a movie That, that that's fine, too. And to recognize the rhythm of that, sometimes it's on a week to week basis and sometimes it's more year to year. Right now we have a newborn and so this is going to be a little quieter. Right now all our kids are a little older and so we can do this kind of thing. Right now our finances are really tight. So it's going to look different. Right now we have a little more money. Right now we have a lot of child care. Right now we have very little childcare that you can recognize that ebb and flow both on a bigger scale and on a
0: week to week scale. I um, like that flavor part because that gives you permission to not have to do, you don't have to always have the ideal weekend to have the weekend, a better weekend. It's totally. not about, it's not about having from Friday night to Sunday night, the best time ever. It's about, you You said this phrase, weekend win. That's a weekend <laughs> win. That's what we're looking for. Just more weekend wins. We can, that's going to be the focus.
1: Yes. And I think one of the things I did, the one of the first weekends that I was working on this is I made. I guess it was not, it was when I was talking about this in Everyday Reading Book Club, when we did this book and I was talking about weekends, I made this little Instagram reel about our weekend. And I just, over the weekend, took some little clips of things we were doing. And it was funny because when I posted it, and I actually, I knew this was gonna happen before I posted it. Lots of people were like, I cannot believe how much stuff you packed into your weekend. And if you went back and actually watched it, a lot of it was not that thrilling. I finished a jigsaw puzzle because I'm 90 years old and I love a (laughs) jigsaw puzzle. I made pizza for dinner and I went and bought a plant at the plant store. And then I came home and I repotted that plant. So it looked like a lot of things, but most of them were not these big, really like mind bogglingly cool things. We did do some fun things too. We went skiing as a family and my husband and I went out to dinner, but Actually, most of it was very normal, but when you are paying attention to, oh, I'm doing this puzzle and that's like a fun thing I like to do for 15 minutes and I'm going to take a little video or picture of it, it helps you recognize the wins that you got on the weekend that could otherwise just flow by. And I think also for someone like me who does love that productivity kind of thing, documenting it even in that small way, a reel was probably 30 seconds long was helpful to to look back and say, oh, we did do fun things. I did do some relaxing things. I did, oh, we, we did vacuum out the car and also look at some of these fun things that we did. And I've actually had lots of people say since then that they've started making like a little reel or video every weekend of theirs. And it's just a really helpful way to see the fun things that you're doing because I think our brains love to focus on the not fun things mm-hmm. more than, the things that we did that were positive. And so it's a, it's an easier way, I think, to help your brain focus on those things that you did. I did get to sit down and read five minutes of my book, or we did clean off the back deck. And that's something I'm really glad to have gotten off or, Hey, the grandparents stopped by and we had a little dessert or whatever that is. And I think whether you do it as a video or just make little notes of it, for me, it's been really helpful to document in a really casual way. Some of the things we've done on the weekends.
0: And I would add to that. So that's a good bookend at the end of just being able to have that affirmation in yourself. Like this feels good. And it made this kind of difference and felt like we did a weekend of nothing, but no, actually I talked to my kid in a way that we haven't in in weeks or months, but also in the front end, like that first bookend is asking this question that you've said to, what do I want more of out of my weekends? What do I want it to feel like? What do I want it to look like more? And asking that question, I think can be really enlightening for them to really honor their season, but maybe they'll be surprised about what comes up. This is how I wanted to feel. And these are the kinds of things I want to do more of. Those are great tips, Jansen. I want to know what difference it's made for you. And also for the people who are part of your community and who have been trying this more, and they've been sharing the reels with you and telling you in the DMS, like how it's going, what are the differences you're seeing both in yourself and your community members?
1: I think for me, it's really helped feel One, I feel like it makes me more productive during the week because I want to protect my weekends more. Mm -hmm. So instead of feeling like I have this overflow of if I need to do a little extra work, then I could just do it on Saturday. I really value keeping my Saturdays pretty open as much as I can. So if I have the capacity or time, I'm going to not push it off till Saturday or Sunday night or whatever. I'm going to try and keep it in the week. So just, I think- recognizing that you value or want to value the weekends kind of changes how you spend at least to some degree your time during the week, because it's not just like this slush fund of time. It's just like, if you're going on a vacation, you're going to try and get all your work done before you go on vacation Mm -hmm. so that your boss isn't harassing you while you're trying to enjoy Italy or the beach or whatever. You're like, I want this done before I leave. So that just recognizing that I want to value weekends has helped me act a little differently during the week in order to make that happen. I think also I've recognized that just that downtime is really important to me Mm -hmm. more so than productivity. Some weeks I'm better at that than others where sometimes I can still feel myself, not so much (laughs) to do, but I think it's helping me rein that in because like most things you get better at, better at it as you practice. And so the more I practice treating my weekends more like a vacation, the better I get at it. And some weekends are not going to be as good and some weekends are going to be better. And to recognize it's not a all or nothing. A weekend that's 60% better is way better than a weekend mm. that was 0% better, even if it's not 100%. And I think the other thing is I tried to share ideas for kicking off the weekend in a fun way on Friday. And so I asked people to submit their ideas and it was so fun to see just the wide range of ideas mm-hmm. that there were. Some were pretty ambitious. They did pretty serious things like, oh, every Friday after school, we go get ice cream or the, but then one time is like, when we come home from picking up our kids from school on Friday and come home from work and we walk from the garage into the house, we all just shout it's Friday. Uh, it could be so simple. That's a three mm. second thing, but it's just a little mental signal. Like we are now in a different part of our week. We're acting a little differently. We're going to spend our time a little differently. It costs you no dollars and virtually no time, but just a way to signal to yourself and your family, okay, now we're in weekend mode. And I love that that it can be as as elaborate or simple as you want. And I think I tend to think the more simple and the more able you are to keep it going, the better it's gonna be. If you pick some Friday routine that it just you're like so expensive or it's so time consuming or it's so draining, you're not likely to keep that up. If you say, I can handle picking up a little Caesar's pizza every Friday. Then I can probably stick with that or saying, yay, it's Friday or having a little Friday playlist you play on the way home from work on Friday that says like, all right, now we're in party mode. And so being reasonable about your expectations, if you're looking for your weekends, every weekend to be mimosas and a six hour brunch, you're just setting yourself up to say, my life is horrible and I can never do the things I want to. Yeah.
0: We don't want to live like that. those. (laughs) we want those weekend wins instead. Yes. Have you gotten any surprising DMS about what a difference has made for anyone that you've been like, wow, I had no idea I could have this much of an effect.
1: One mom sent me a message saying that she started making a little video every weekend, which I was like, whoa, that's impressive. And but she said, my kids love watching these every weekend. Like now the weekends are something that we look forward to. Can't wait to see what mom puts in our video for this week. And I think, As especially if you're the mom, you have so much impact on how anything, but in this case, weekends are viewed by the whole family. That doesn't take, you certainly don't need to be making a video every weekend, but if you set those family expectations of our weekends have been pretty sad and Mm -hmm. we could do better and let's all make some effort. And here's some of the things we're going to do to make weekends better. I think you really have the opportunity to change not just your personal dynamic, but the whole family dynamic for what that looks like. doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Kids are still going to have tantrums on a Saturday and Sunday, just like they do on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And And on vacation. (laughs) A hundred percent. And so I think one of the things we say in our family all the time is like expectations are everything. And so if you have these expectations that suddenly your kids aren't going to be kids anymore, or that your house is never going to get messy, or that no one's going to need food, or if you recognize it's a weekend, It's still my real life. Then you can make plans within those constraints.
0: And within that, I think wise expectations are everything because it can account for those constraints while also not making you beholden to them forever and ever. Amen. Totally. That's why I loved this conversation you had with your community online so much is because that was the heart of it to me. Yes, we all have constraints and they are valid and you can honor those. But you also don't have to live bound completely by them. So let's work within them. Let's find more small wins. Let's take our weekends back. We're the adults. We can figure it out.
1: Yes. I just love that so much because I think if you, it's so easy to say, I can't do that because of these health issues or these financial constraints or because I have kids. And it's not about pretending like that none of those exist because they absolutely do. And they absolutely are going to have a big say in how your weekends look, but to say, within these constraints I have, what wins could I get? What is going to make the weekend feel better for me mm. that's manageable? And I think so often, like you said earlier on, that you say, oh, let's treat our weekends like vacation. And that's just going to be a shutdown. I can't even go on vacation at all because I have no money. So how could I how mm. even treat every weekend like a vacation or I can't leave my child or whatever those things are. But you could say, mm. what, what would I Want to do on a Saturday that's feasible? And can I make that happen? And what would I need to do to make that happen?
0: Let's end with one small way they can begin with everything we talked about today.
1: I think a weekend can feel a little overwhelming because you've got from Friday afternoon or evening all Saturday, all Sunday, and then prep to go back to work or school or non weekend life on Monday that can feel overwhelming to plan. And I think it's easy to feel like, I just can't even deal with that. There's too much going on. I just don't have the bandwidth to plan two and a half days or make it all just magical and amazing. And I think if you say, what is one thing that would make my weekend feel a little better? And that can be like the tiniest thing. That can be like, I just want to stand on my porch and watch the sunset on Saturday night. Or I just want to listen to one song that I love that is not a kid's song in the car while I drive to a soccer game. And uh, that if you can identify one small thing you want to do that would make a weekend feel more weekendy and vacationy to you, you can add that one thing in.
0: This was awesome. I want to talk to you more. Just In real life, because I agree full of wisdom, practical (laughs) tips, and it just all seems like I'm ready to do this. And I'm excited to take my weekends back. Jansen, thank you very much for being willing to be here today. Let's tell people where they can go if they want to take part of your amazing community that you have created.
1: Oh, that's so nice of you. So my blog is the main place. It's everyday-reading.com. And then on Instagram is, is everyday reading and I do a weekly book club in the summer. It's actually only once a month, but the rest of the year, it's every Wednesday on Insta stories. We do a mix of fiction and nonfiction. So happier hour was our January book. And it's just a lot of fun conversations about the things that are come up in this book. And there's so much good community involvement that I just love seeing how other people love a book, hate a book have some interesting comment that takes me down a path I never would have thought of with this book.
0: So that's a really fun place too. I appreciate all that you do. It's definitely influenced my life for the better. So thank you again. Ah, that's so you. Thank you. Fantastic job. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers from this episode. These are the notes I took so you don't have to, and those on my newsletter get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. Number one, if you're feeling worn down by the daily grind, consider taking back your weekends. We have to give our time and energy regular breaks so we don't collapse. Number two, start by considering what is not working with your current weekends. Then come up with a list of what will help you have a good weekend and experiment. Number three, some ways to help. Set boundaries around chores and errands, lower some standards, assign out tasks to other household members, get realistic about what needs to be done, create bookends to your weekends that put the household in weekend mode, and be present. Number four, challenge your measure of what it looks like to be productive. The weekend is not to get more done, is to enjoy your life and your people while still honoring the constraints of your season. And number five, consider documenting your weekends so you can focus on the good they do and the feelings they create. Remember, it's not about doing the weekends perfectly. It's about not hating your life. Your do-something challenge this week is to create a weekend win by asking yourself, what is one way I can make my weekend a little bit better? If you follow through with that challenge, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at hello at aboutprogress.com. You can DM me. You can share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at about progress. And I love to pull from these submissions and do a progressor spotlight in our growth spur episodes just twice a month. Now, before I say goodbye, I want to acknowledge that there are still some of you listening where the weekends simply can't be like this maybe you have to work full time on the weekends maybe you're a single parent or your kid or your kids have special needs that require literal work if that's the case for you i don't want this episode to seem dismissive of your circumstances so just know i honor them for you and i honor whatever you can do to create a weekend win for yourself even if it's just a moment If you love this episode, I would be so honored if you could do one or both of these two things. The first is to share it with someone who you think would be interested in it. And this can be one of those fun ones where you want to get in, uh, get a friend or a family member in on this with you, share this episode with them. Another way to help the show is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And it can be really simple. Just share how this episode impacted you. Just a few sentences go a long way. I'm so glad you took the time to listen. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Let's see if it's recording. I do edit. So anything dumb I say will just disappear. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. It's always me. Like <laughs> nine, nine times out of 10, it's me I'm editing. So this is great. All right, let's do it. Seeking the truth never gets old.